Thank you for listening to or watching the Upland Down Under podcast. Tonight's show is recording live on Thursday, the 1st of February at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. On tonight's show, we're going to catch up on the Upland market floors. We'll check in on the neighbourhood ratings one last time for January and catch up on what's going down or up, as the case may be, with totems. Main topic for this week's show is Upland Goes Seasonal Fukebukuro, diving into the recent and apparently deliberately vague announcement about Upland going the traditional Web2 mobile gaming route by offering seasonal passes as in-app purchases. This immediately raised a lot of questions in the community and even more eyebrows. Are those concerns justified? We'll dive headfirst in all of that with our own very biased opinions, of course. We've also got a couple of quips about UPX transfers and we'll take a look at another Upland community member spotlight care of the dynamic node builders team. All that and more on this The Upland Down Under podcast. You yourself are wondering how you can take part in the live recordings of this very podcast here. I dropped the link to the Zoom in the NBA server Thursday nights at about 6.45 p.m. AEST. Don't know what the NBA server is. There's a link in the description. Um, I've got here note about laptop. Yes, I have finally, finally bought a new laptop. Although I've been so busy this week, I haven't actually managed to take it out of the box yet. So I'm still clunking along with the old donkey. Um, but yes, very excited about that, which has kind of instigated some um, pretty heavy duty USD sales in the old Upland so I can get it paid off. Um, pretty amazing platform, actually, when you think about it. That's, you know, I've just dropped $1,000 on a new laptop. And if I want to pay it off, well, I just got to go over and sell some imaginary metaverse property. So that's pretty cool. Anyhow, I'll get widely off track. Let's get into the Breaking Badly news and take a look at what's currently happening in the Upland market floors. Now, I have kind of expanded on this this week because I kind of started doing that whole selling for USD thing. It kind of me inspired me to add a little extra column here, which is the floor markup percentage. So once again, thanks for Swally for sending these numbers through to me. Now, keep in mind, there's a couple of figures here that are janked because I screwed it up last week. And yeah, we'll run through them. 90-day averages, the transaction volume. Nice to see some green over here, probably as a result of the Tokyo expansion, no doubt. And there's probably also the, what is it? The Spark Tycoon. Maybe that's having a bit of a factor there as well. So up 2.8% on the transaction volume and also up 1.4% on the trading volume, which is, as I said, nice to see some green because it has been red for a very long time. Unique active wallets. Yeah, I completely balls that up last week. So I kind of pulled that figure straight out of my butt for the last week's one. And what do you know, when I checked it today, it was the exact same figure that I just pulled straight out of my ass. So I went to DAP Radar and I went to have a look at the graph to actually check what the exact figure was, but there's something janky going on there. So take that with a grain of salt, but still hovering around the, the 50K mark. Anywho, total unminted properties. This was a bit of a, Bit of a surprise, this one, 4,630 properties minted through the week. So somebody's been gobbling up plenty of land there somewhere. So we are back under that 300,000 mark again. Will that trigger a new expansion? Wait and see. What's actually happening in the cities? I'll start with the my kind of red and green um, kind of coding here. The worst place to buy for UPX and sell for USD at the moment is in Miami. The best is the sale, but take that with a grain of salt because I doubt they move very fast. So probably look at Detroit and Rio as alternatives. The worst is Berlin uh, and Los Angeles uh, other than Miami, of course, as I said. What have we got? Any big double digit movements, movements there? Bakersfield up. Bit over 17.5% on the USD was 340 last week, pushing away now and flat on $4. What do we got? Birmingham down 12.2% on the UPX. Buenos Aires up, pushing away. It's also pushing away from the $3 floor now, up 20, almost 25% to just under $4. Dallas up on both, double digits there. Kansas also up on both. Lucille, big drop on the UPX, but as I said, that's kind of a its own unique little spot there. And what else is happening? Oakland pushing down, actually, down 11%, down to the $3 floor, was $3.60, now $3.20. And same in Rutherford, down 10%, was $22, now $19.80. And Santa Clara's down on the UPX, up on the USD. 
and then a bit all over the place. Not much happening. So the next, the new column that I put in there, floor, floor markup percentage, kind of interesting just as a big snapshot. Only three of the upland cities are in the green, meaning the floor markup percent. Now, floor markup percent is almost always dominated by USD sales. So I didn't even bother trying to distinguish those. It's, it's just the way it is. It's normally almost always, as I said. Fresno, interesting to see. Fresno, the old dark horse. 140%. Very interesting there. I guess that just goes back to being a case of the mint prices in Fresno were just absolutely bonkers. You know, 400 UPX, 500, 600, just swags and swags and swags under 2000. So it's probably got a lot to do with that there. Um, Lucille, on the other hand, as I said, that that's a kind of its own unique kind of very tiny little thing there that was all giveaway properties and whatnot. So that's its own kind of island amongst the data. But Rutherford, interestingly, because of, again, I guess it's very small area, treasure hunters galore and whatnot over there. It's also in the green, 160. The lowest percentage markup currently is London at 30%. There's several there. You know, getting down to the low 30s myself, I've been focusing most of my USD sales in Chicago. I have pretty much sold out of, I started going through it alphabetically. So I was going Arlington, Bakersfield. I was just going through the list and any property that wasn't in a collection, an active collection, or if there was a collection there and the boost was like 40 UPEX or something, I was like, well, I'm not going to hang on to that. So I've sold swags. And yeah, at the moment I've focused on Chicago just purely because I've got so many properties there. I have been undercutting the floor there. I've been keeping an eye on it, uh, selling that 33%, 32%, every now and then throwing up a 30, 31 or something like that. So yes, if you manage to pick up some of those bargains, if you've got a bag of USD and you can do it, it's a very good deal all across the board there. So other ones, notable movements. Miami's a new city. Its floor's 33%. Tokyo, 37%. Yeah, some of these newer cities just getting absolutely hammered. What's bucking the trend? I guess San Francisco, 87% there. I guess that's kind of, as the OG city, it's a bit disappointing to see, but not surprisingly. And that's all we'll cover for that this week. So all in all, that's pretty much what any kind of upland time that I've been able to put in is USD out at the moment because plenty of bills to pay. But now, moving on to neighbourhood ratings, as expected, Red Hook has taken out the neighbourhood ratings competition for January. Congratulations to Nosef and the team. Heaps of work going on over there, lots of things. They've been at the no development game for a very long time, so good on you. Um, making predictions for February... What do we got? Merced Manor. You'd have to say they're in with a pretty good shot there, unless maybe Quailwood's been biding their time and they're ready to make that last jump. Other than that, not many. Well, there's no new. Well, that might be a new name there. Edgemere. That might be a new name that I haven't. No. Swally's shaking his head. Any insights there? No, that's been there or thereabouts, part What's of that? the Queens. Yeah. So I've got a few there. I've sort of been keeping an eye on it. It's not a huge node, but yeah, they've been around for a while. All right. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Merced Manor and Quaywood. Midtown Terrace, definitely. We're not going to jump around anywhere there, I don't think. So be very interesting to see how that's going to play out because, like I said, getting to the kind of the nitty-gritty there with what we can do. Um, interesting. Somebody raised the point through the week. Uh, well, where are we, when are we going to get the next stage of all of this? You know, we're supposed to, I said, I think it said, you know, after a few of these neighbourhoods have achieved their collection status, status they're going to go to the next level and there's going to be node versus node in the tier two competition or whatever it was. Um, still crickets for days on that. Who knows? Have to wait and see. Right. What else have I got? Oh, before I do that, a um, few other things that I just wrote down before we got kicked off. If you haven't already seen, which... Kind of, I just, I actually saw a tweet. Somebody said, um, I think it was the Dynamic Node Builders, actually. They said they've got one of their MetaVentures has just opened in Miami. And I was like, wait a minute. Well, myself and heaps of other people are waiting for the Miami City Hall to inaugurate. Well, apparently it has. And must have been a couple of days ago because they've applied and been approved. So I'm currently waiting in Cleveland. I think that's the last of the Summer Aquatic showrooms 
that I had been built. That's going to be applied for in the next, I think it's 36 hours, something like that. And I'll have to fly over to Miami and apply myself. So if you're waiting for that, get over there and get it done. Bit strange. Did I miss an announcement or them saying that? I know heaps of people were saying, hey, when are you going to inaugurate this thing? Because it was built ages ago. Anyhow, speaking of MetaVentures, Venture Jews are now due. And I just before we got kicked off, I went ahead and paid all of mine, which I had, what do we got here? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 13. 13 out of my about 35 MetaVentures I had to pay Venture Jews for. Pretty funny, the old stats here. Detroit and London, the fees owing on them are both 0.01 UPX, um, mostly in the low what, 20s to 80s, something like that. Um, San Francisco was 302, Manhattan 64. The biggest one, which is interesting, Kuali, you might have some, Swali, I should say. I was going to say Kuali because it's Queens. Um, 2,979. So that is just miles and miles and miles ahead of any of the other cities. So must be a hell of a lot of meta-venture meta action happening in the old Queens. Any insight on that? No, nah, I'm a newbie at this stuff. Um, I'm just looking at mine now. Yeah, 2,973. Yeah. I thought I heard something about it. The goes on the city average or something. So it's not necessarily your sales, but just the sales across the city. Yes. And if that's the case, if you're sitting dormant, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, well, some of the like older, more established cities or whatever, there's not even any venture dues due. So that what that says is the markets there are just completely stagnant where, like I said, Queens is just miles, miles in front. So must yeah, be a hell, of, hell of a lot of action. 2,978. Mm. I dare say you sold more than I did. Um, I think I've only had three sales in the last month, something like that. So not that I've, I've been just so busy. I haven't even tried to do any promotions or anything. So yes. What have we got here in chat? Let me catch up. Cernes4, X1 says creating the recent announcement of seasons will help to bring in the next round of neighborhood ratings. Interesting. Not sure what the time will be with seasons. Hmm. Probably something to do with structure ornaments or who, who would know? The mind boggles. Yes, but yes, don't forget to pay your venture dues. Um, and that brings us up to totems. How's everyone going with your totems? You can enter in chat or barge in. I will say that my my lone red wolf is he's in credit. And I think, what have I got? I think I've got eight more feeds left or whatever your collections left on it. And I think I'll pretty much end up with double my initial protem balance, which was based on two totems. So you could say that by the end of the cycle, I will have three X what the initial drop was. So that's quite interesting. I'm not doing as well as you. I've only got the blue one going. And thanks mm. to um, Bueller Man's tool, I've got it on track now, feeding it at exactly the right time every 36 hours. Yep. My Spend score has gone up over the 100, so that's good to oh, see. Nice. I'm now receiving triple what I put in, which is about 55. So I think my last couple have been about 180. I am in profit now, not by much, but a couple of hundred. Mm. So I wonder if um the GOAT, because that's what I've got, is that's the step payout. Let's have a look. Trend, because... Speaking of – sorry to butt in. Speaking of – Nosef and the team, well, yeah, they've got this very fancy, cool-looking graphic they've put together, and this is very useful in, you know, in with um, Bueller Man's thing. So w what did you say you got? A goat. A goat. Which so I think the animal is the style one. of payout you receive, isn't it? Yeah. If I understand uh, it correct. The animal, what they've got here is the animal is the chart type. Yeah, so yours is a gradual rise and then a gradual decline, whatever that one was called. Okay, so that's going to end bad then. Okay, copy. <laughs> Assuming this is accurate, my my Wolfie is just slow and steady wins the race. So, yeah, as, as we kind of said before this all kicked off, um, plenty of brilliant minds out there have picked all the data apart, which will see everybody well-placed to, you know, take on stage two or whatever it is. And... I hope Upland don't change all this for each season. Ah, well, I'll be very surprised if they don't tweak it. 
because um, there's been a lot of talk through the week about not having to feed when it's, you know, when it's in that not in profit um, area where you can just feed it like, you know, 0.1 protum or whatever, or one protum, and then wait until you get in the, into the profit end of the curve and then start dialing it in. And some people have speculated that there's no, you know, negative you know, feedback associated with that, but I'd, I'd be very doubtful if they're going to let that continue. I'd have to think the spend score would come down if you're doing that because you're not feeding it enough. Yeah. And therefore, the probability of it would go down because I assume the spend score's got some sort of multiplier factor in it or something. Yep. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't subscribe to that theory. But again, I'm not as smart as some of these guys that are figuring it out. Yes. I've, I botched mine up at the start. So my spend score was down in the 40s, I think it was. And I've managed to grind my back in, mine back to 96 point something. So I'm still nowhere near 100. And I'm feeding 55 and getting back over 200, 240 or something. But mine's mine's the 30-hour feed or whatever it is. So. Yeah, you're doing better than me. Mm. So, yes, hopefully you yourself are doing all right as well out there. If not, um, make sure so you get engaged. A few tweaks. Yeah, a few tweaks will be fine. Like if that's what they do to make it work better and all sort of stuff and fix other little bits and pieces here and there, that's fine. But yeah. if they go and change it so Orange is no longer eight hours and it's now the 24-hour one or something like that, oh, people Jesus. will lose their shit, um, which I don't think they'll do, but there's nothing that says they won't. Yeah, well, they like to keep us on our, our toes. Like this kind of whole system has definitely sparked a lot of engagement and stuff in the community. So... Yeah, I'd, I'd be highly doubtful if they don't tweak things, but if they go to that extreme, whoa, they'd, they'd be brave. Well, I don't think they will go to that extreme because, like, you can't really change gold. Gold is gold, and that's two days at the moment or 48 hours, and there's no way they're changing that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's just definitely one of those wait-and-see moments, of course. Exactly. What Cernessa said, he started with 4,400 protum, now at five over 5,000. Yeah looking good very nice all right and that brings us over to what i pegged as the main topic for the show now i said upland goes seasonal fukibukuro what does that mean well fukibukuro means basically means lucky bag which is a, it's a bit of a i don't know how far it dates back but um it's a japanese new year tradition where if you're around in japan at that time of the year all of the major retail shops they put together bags of unknown contents out the front of the store and there's usually different price points for them and they just hock them off so the difference here of course is that that system includes items that are usually at a substantial discount of 50 percent or more of the normal price of the totems contained within them However, of course, with this whole upland system, that's not the case, but it's kind of you just buying it on a whim based on thinking you're going to get something really cool out of it. And I did say from the get-go that this has got a lot of people sucking their teeth, especially the aspect where this appears, at least on the surface, to be a giant step away from Web3 and a big step towards basically traditional web to mobile gaming where you know there's dozens of the mobile games i play offer a seasonal pass that boosts you or something or other it gives you a shiny sparkles on your bloody name and there's a swag of different ways this thing can go um in saying that though the upland one seems to be very well priced at what it is most of the other ones that uh on the games i play are eight dollars sixteen dollars some up to 25 depending on the perks and whatnot um personally i used to get involved in that sort of stuff with a few other games i used to play but i've moved right away from putting money into anything i just got so much so much in the real life world to pay for that i've even discord bloody whatever nitro i cancel all that i've canceled all my websites i'm really stripping back this year to bank some money so yeah it seems like a cool system i myself got no interest whatsoever in this um i did mean to get a snapshot before that's one of the things i forgot to do it's interesting to see that the secondary prices for these so what are they selling for just under seven dollars i i said in general i thought you know if if these get sold for UPX yeah I might pick up one and 
see how it goes, see what it is. But the prices, the cheapest I saw was 24,000 UPX or something. I was just, if it was 18,000, you know, triple the price, maybe 21, yeah, maybe. But I think, I don't know if they're selling at that point. And I got to love the optimism of the person that has theirs up for sale at $10. (laughs) Unlimited supply. So definitely very optimistic. All right. Now, I will, I didn't really read through this carefully myself at the time. I just kind of glossed over it. Um, Very interesting. So I'm going to take a bit of time just to unpack this for myself as we go through. So, Seasons now, this is something that kicked off as well. There's there's been talk about these different seasons, you know, Uplands doing all seasons, and then they're mentioning seasons here. People speculated that this this season pass was going to trigger the new season stuff for which we still haven't received much information on. That's going to be, you know, liable to shake things up completely. That is not the case. They are separate entities, apparently. Although wouldn't be surprised to see if they, you know, come together at some point, but apparently at least from the get-go, they're not interrelated. So this exclusive pass is designed for players who appreciate style and cosmetics. Now, I do know that there was a lot of our international players immediately did uh, Google Translate on that, and the literal translation of cosmetics was like, uh, what? <laughs> what the hell are we buying here? So that took a bit of explaining in Upland General, that one. Um, so yeah, offering a unique and limited time opportunity to enhance your in-game persona, which is what all of these seasonal passes are. A lot of them, um, actually, a lot of the ones are in-game rewards, like other mobile games. Um, as you play the game, you can get certain in-game rewards. If you have one of these passes, it can 2x your rewards. If you have the special super duper pay all your money one, you can 3x your rewards. So be very interesting to see if they're going to go this line. Uh, imagine uh, increased UPX dividend rate if you have the seasonal pass. Well, who knows? It is pretty well established in Web 2, so never know. So what is the season pass? The season pass is your key to unlocking a variety of cosmetic items. Yeah, the, the translation on that got a lot of people confused, as I said. When you purchase and burn the pass, you'll receive a weekly drop of cosmetic items throughout the season. Oh, that's very interesting. It's not just going to be a snapshot that you hold the pass. You actually have to burn it, which is pretty cool. Each season will bring its own array of exclusive cosmetics, further enriching the sense of uniqueness and individuality. So, yeah, kind of, I kind of call these things flex passes. You're just kind of flexing out your account, showing off in your flashy gear. So season passes provide only cosmetic items, and it's important to note that these are not, NFTs. Now, this is where it kind of people started to really start sucking their teeth here. They cannot cannot be sold or traded, but they are directly linked to your Upland account. Why would they make them not NFTs? Why would they introduce something that cannot be sold or traded in a true ownership Web3 super app metaverse, you know, game of the future thing? No idea. The mind boggles. Um, I don't know on that one. Anyone want to speculate on that? Seems very, very strange. I'll just jump out so I can see. Uh, yeah. They must, there must be a method to their madness somewhere because, as I said, this is, just, it seems on the surface, a huge step back and not a step into the bigger, brighter, creating the future kind of thing. But we'll have to wait and see. Cosmetic drops happen every Tuesday, and once you miss a drop, these items are gone forever. So, yes, if you don't buy your pass, this first pass, immediately, if you wait a week and then you burn your pass, then you can't claim the drop that's already happened. You're going to only get the drops that are yet to come. So that kind of incentivizes you that if you do want to buy one of these things, you're going to buy it lickety-split. Otherwise, you're kind of just getting less value well, value in terms of flex and the amount of items that you can have for your hard-earned USD. So they go on to say, we are continuously evolving and expanding new ways for players to express themselves within Upland, and you can expect these enhancements to continue in future seasons. I tell you what, I'd rather, I'd rather have a layer one web three way of expressing myself like being able to decorate my own buildings with um 
custom skins or, you know, being able to offer in-home experiences and this, that, and the other thing. Um, We are seeing this slowly with the emergence of UGC structure ornaments and outdoor decor, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I I think there there has to have been a way where this was forward-facing and not seemingly backwards-facing. Anyway, it is what it is. Seasonal pass is priced at a fixed rate of $6.99. They have said that that's not going to change. Like I said, comparatively to other mobile games, that is, it seems on face value to be very good value for money. But the very strange part is there is no indication whatsoever of what you're going to be actually buying. That's kind of the big step. With all of these other games, you know exactly what you're buying. There's usually tiered approaches where if you pay $7, well, you get this and this. If you pay the $10 one, you get that plus this extra purchase. It's very clearly stated, you know exactly what you're buying. So the risks associated with diving into your wallet are very low. Here, it's all fuki bukero. You got no idea what you're buying. No freaking idea whatsoever. Obviously, once these first pass kind of runs its course, then future people with future passes will have at least some indication of what they might get. Now, this is another point that got people's noses out of joint. Additionally, every season pass includes a badge. Now, previously, badges were something that you had to do something pretty significant in order to earn. Um, Now it's just buy a badge. Uh, Imagine being a bloody, you know, a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout, and you want to be decked out with all the badges. Well, you just say, ma'am. Can I have some money? I didn't get me bloody fire starting badge. And you just go and buy it. Um, very strange, this one. And I do know some people mentioned too, like similar to what we had, the old system with the with the collection chips where it just got out of control. Are we going to see this happen now with the badges? There's already uh, more than a few people, their block explorers are, you know, out and about there in Upland. And with all the badges surrounding their block explorers, it's starting to look like the bloody coronavirus. So there has to be a system that they can do on that too. So that was a strange one. Buy a badge. Yeah, I don't really like that myself. Um, it, if it's going to be a case where every single pass you buy is yet another badge that just goes around your block explorer, that'd be weird. It'd be cool if it's just some kind of shiny extra thing. Maybe if I think to other the way that um, other mobile games do it, well, yeah, maybe your block explorer has a golden glow to it or it sparkles in a spectacular way or something. Maybe you just get one badge there that lights up to say that you have an active pass or something. But anyhow, so passes are on sale at the moment. And like I said, unlimited supply. So get them whenever you want if this is something that tickles your prickle. Why choose cosmetics? These cosmetic items are intricately intricately connected to your Upland account, granting you the freedom to tailor your in-game identity. So the freedom to tailor your in-game identity, but not the freedom to buy, sell, trade, which you would think, or is certainly what I thought this game was all founded on. Whether you favor a discreet appearance or wish to make a bold impression, these cosmetics offer a platform to exhibit your distinct style. So it does very much sound like, um, you know, the Ready Player Me 3D avatars is going to play a heavy role in this. Um, as a mobile gamer, I don't really do anything with my 3D avatar, so a bit of a weird one. Moreover, it's important to note that as time goes by, different cosmetics will become increasingly rare and unique. But does anybody care? If they can't be sold, if you can't sell them... <sighs> I just don't get this. Um, sure, I, I see the flex flex value. Hey, I was here in 2024 when the first passes are. Look at my shiny, frosty jacket that I have on my Ready Player Me avatar. But if it can't be sold, who cares? I don't know. That's just my very biased opinion. I don't know. I'm gabbing off. Swally, you got anything to say about this? Are you biting your, biting your tongue or what? Am I wildly off track? Slap me if you, if you think I'm being no, no. a harsh dickhead. I do have some thoughts on this. Firstly, with the badge, I think if you keep doing it every season, it's probably just a level up badge like the um, minting badges and stuff are. Yep. Not so much a new one every time. Um, in terms of this, I'm thinking of like the Miami Pass when that first came out. I was 99% sure that the Miami Pass was not something that I 
want. But having been the first time, I thought, fine, I'll give it a crack. And as it turned out, it was absolute waste of time. The property that they gave me was obviously not a collection and it was in a block where only one other property had been minted. So I didn't even bother to go mint it, obviously. Mm. Um, to me, this is Upland trying to survive the bear market, which is fine. They've got to make money some way or another. And this is the one way they can do it without them costing them in the long term. Obviously, with selling properties, they've got to pay back rewards and stuff. So that's fine. I'm 99.99% sure that I'm not keen to do this, but I'll give Upland a chance. I'll give them one chance to make me go, oh, wow, this was pretty awesome. So I have bought the pass for the first one for the frost and I burnt Good on it. you Um, I, Worst case scenario, I'm happy to donate seven US dollars, 10 bucks off roughly Australian dollars to Upland. And if they come through and turn me around and go, yeah, this is awesome, then I might buy another one. But um, I'm pretty confident in saying that I bought this
Uh, how it works, season passes will be available in the store throughout. Yes, Unlimited, these items won't be revealed beforehand. There was a lot of chatter about that. X1 did come back and said along the lines of this was a deliberate decision. I personally, I think I think that's a missed opportunity. If people could see what they were going to buy, I think they'd be far more likely to do so. But then again, there's the whole FOMO angle too. So is it worth the FOMO angle to get some extra sales? I would, I would think not, um, but we'll wait and see. Snapshot of eligible players will be taken at 9 a.m. PT every Tuesday. So when was it? It's not. It's this next coming week, isn't it? I think it was. Yeah, January. No, that's when it goes on sale. Where did I see that? I saw that somewhere. I think it was next Tuesday or something from memory. Like you could start burning it from today. And I think next Tuesday or sometime next week was a snapshot. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye on that UPX price. Um, I'm not going to fly from bloody Cleveland to Tokyo to pick one up, but if I'm in the city and there's one there and I think you're right, how how you've kind of explained that with the, the percentage markup, that kind of makes sense. So yeah, I might gobble one up if I can get it for UPX. Um, you only need to burn one pass per season to qualify for all of the drops. Now, this is – did we get clar- um, clarification where if you have more than one pass, like if you've got three passes and you burn all three, are you going to triple up your rewards? Do you know if that's been clarified? No, I've got no clue. I didn't even think of that one, to be honest. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. I mean, I don't know why you would because you can't sell it. And who would really give a crap if you got one frosty jacket in your thing? I don't know. If you had two, you'd just keep one as a collection, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because at least, you can sell, at least you can sell the pass at some point as a nostalgia or, you know, memorabilia type thing. Yeah, that, well, that's true. Yeah, the actual pass itself, even, even though, like, um, it becomes functionally useless after the season mm. moved on. Yeah. That, that's it's, a good point too. The pass itself is still an NFT that you can keep forever or sell to someone down the track. Yeah. So people collect weird and wonderful things. So it might actually be worth something in a few years' time. Yeah, that's why I think if if you're out there and you got if you got some USD you can play with and you were looking to make some UPX, I think I think it'd be a pretty cool flip. Oh, you, you'd have to be able to flip them at two, three x as fast as you could list them, probably. Maybe not 3x, that might be pushing it, but yeah. I guess it'll all depend on what we actually get in these first ones. If, as you say, it turns out to be really cool, well, obviously the demand for the next season passes will be will be much greater. All season yeah, passes. Inter- yep, sorry, go ahead. So I'm interested to see what it is because I can't, they're like, yeah, I just got no clue what they're going to do, what they can do to make it cool, but you know. Yeah, well, that's there's so many ways that they can do it. It's um, it is like I said, it is a really cool Web two gamification aspect. Um, so who knows? It's not the kind of gamification that I've been waiting for or looking for, but is what it might just be a stopgap until they can get Sparkle it up and running, which I think would be one of their biggest incomes. Yeah, when that's going properly. Yeah, and you're right. They do need to keep the lights on in the office. That is probably related to it. Um, so Ness has clarified in chat, Upland Leadership said you don't stack if you burn multiple. All right, cheers, mate. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty weird if you could. Um, but yeah, it, it may be, maybe even, like you've said there, Swally, a good future play if people want to do end up, you know, got to catch them all, got to collect them all. Um, to go back and even if the the passes become non non functional, there's there's still some kind of value associated with them just as a collector series sort of thing. So hmm. I don't know. I think you you might have turned me around on the whole thing. So I'll keep my eyes out for a UPX bargain. If you're somebody out there who wants to turn over some USD to UPX pretty fast, well, send me a DM and I'll see what I can do. You might have even talked me into buying two, one to burn and one to hold on to for the future. See, so here we go. I think there's better investments out there if you're going to invest money, but anyway. <laughs> Never know. Yes. So very interesting. It's hasn't been a boring week, that's for sure. 
All right, moving on to our quips, questions, insights, provocations, and statements. You should know by now if you have an Upland question, insight, provocation, or statement that we can dive into on the Upland Down Under podcast, then there's a link to the quips Google form in the description. And if you include your in-game name in your submission and it's used on the show, you'll win yourself some kind of prize, just like Trendy Prop this week, who submitted kind of 1.5 quips all about UPX transfers. So he starts off by saying, why, or asking, I should say, why is there no separate UPX transfer wallet? Goes on to say, I'm having trouble sending some UPX to another player. I've been trying to send a user 1,100 UPX for weeks now, but I have no idea when I'll be able to send. It always says I have zero UPX to send. Why isn't there a separate UPX transfer wallet where UPX can be stored so that can't be spent elsewhere. It should, of course, also be possible to transfer the locked UPX back to the normal UPX wallet. This transfer wallet should only be available to KYC verified uplanders and would allow users to save up UPEX for raffles and see exactly when they can use it. Very good points there. I'm kind of a little bit spoiled on this myself. As a chief executive, my holding period for UPX is... I don't know what it is off the top of my head, um, but I, I very rarely ever get that message. I th and I think there's still some confusion about first in, first out with the UPX as well. Um, yeah, if you're only trying to send 1,100 UPX, well, you're not going to do a burner on that, are you? Because you're just going to blow it out on the fees. So I don't know, just a standalone separate little savings transfer account makes bloody good sense to me. That's something I would definitely use. I've done this previously when the UDU had a, an escrow club where we used to have a certain area in Chicago, which I actually just flipped for USD, actually. Um, certain area in Chicago where certain members, we would all own properties in this area. And if we received an offer on that property, we knew that that wasn't a legit offer. We were just kind of essentially finding a roundabout way to hide UPEX from ourselves in a scrow via the office system. So having a separate account that you could manage yourself within your own, you know, user interface sounds, sounds bloody smart to me. But I did say it was a 1.5 quips because he goes on to say, where is it? He followed up a bit later to add, he submitted, oh, he, he submitted a quips a few days ago, which is the one I just read, yada, yada, yada. So this is a follow-up to that. Yeah. So he said, I contacted support to inquire about UPX and the holding period as I have been unable to transfer 1,100, as we outlined. I assumed a first-in, last-out system and took care to have at least 1,500 UPX in my account. Unfortunately, it's a first-in, first-out system which is pretty weird because all the UPEX, all income rewards earnings is subject to the holding period and therefore the UPX that has gone through the holding period already is used first. As a result, you can get easily into a negative holding balance during ongoing transactions, property and asset purchases. This is obviously a problem if you want to run raffles and play, uh, pay UPX prizes. The result is less activities in the community and less attraction of Upland. Yeah, so what he's saying there is if, and like I said, I apologies, I don't know the actual holding period for the different, um, you know, Uplander, director, whatnot. So if you are planning on doing some kind of raffle or event and you want to do you make use of the direct UPX transfer process, well, in order to be able to do that, you're going to not buy or sell or trade or do stuff that's going to play around with your balance because it's just going to reset that. So he concludes by saying an elegant solution would be a deposit or savings wallet that is completely independent of other UPX income and payments. It could be actively filled, e.g. by USD in or transfer of UPEX from the normal UPX wallet to the deposit savings wallet. The UPX would also initially be bound there until the holding period is reached but can then be used for special purposes. Yeah, so that's a good point. So you could almost like a forced term deposit account. You could say, no, I'm going to hold this. And that, that, that'd be really good for people who struggle with the whole UPX burning a hole in your pocket before city releases. 
So you could say it'd be awesome if you could say there, um, this UPX that I'm putting in here must be held until Upland announces the next city releases. Blockchain, there's no, there's no reason they couldn't do that. Of course, it just takes time, money, clickety clacking. Um, this deposit savings wallet would also help players save UPX. As I said, you have city releases or larger purchases without the risk of users spending the UPX thoughtlessly elsewhere. UPX should, of course, be transferable back to the normal wallet at any time. Very good. Very good quips there, Michael, a.k.a. Trendy Prop. And for that, you've won yourself 15,000 UPX after fees. Hopefully, if you can hold on to that, it can go some way towards helping you get your transfers done. And, yeah. Right. Anybody else want to chime in on that? I think that's a bloody great su suggestion myself. I think that's freaking awesome. I didn't even know that was an issue, to be honest. I've done a few transfers, not a lot, not like you. Yeah. Didn't even know that was an issue. Hadn't run into it. Yeah. Um. And you're you're an executive. Or are you still director? Sorry, I don't know off the top of my. I don't remember off the top right. of my head. The one below you. So the ten thousand. Yeah. To a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, don't quote me on it, but I think my holding period might be three days or something, or maybe I'm getting confused with the um, USD sales. But, you know, I've rarely seen that message myself. But then I rarely, now that I've kind of slain the FOMO dragon, I rarely blow out my UPX balance. Same. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's a really good suggestion. Um, perhaps if you're not sure, Trendy, on how to set that up, as far as an official NOLT bloody suggestion thing, get into Cernes's ear. I'm sure he'll be able to help you, guide you through the process because, I don't know, makes perfect sense to me. And good on you, mate. As I said, 15,000 UPEX on the way for that. And that brings us over to the Dynamic Node Builders in this week's Getting to Know Community Members segment, care of the Dynamic Node Builders, Mesby and the team. They're featuring I Am God I Am, which is a very well-known name in the Upland community and it's actually someone that I've had some pretty good squabbles with on Twitter back in the day. We're all good now though. Um, for a bit of extra context before we take a look at his responses to the DMB questionnaire, I am God I am is currently an executive with a net worth coming up on 12 million UPX with 414 properties and a bit over five and a half spark. Same residence is in the Olive Drive area neighborhood of Bakersfield. Let's check out his DMB interview responses. I mean, pretty good, these ones. Interesting to see what he's got to say. So, yes, in-game name, I am God, I am. Uplander since January 2021. Now, Zoom is just in the road. There we go. Pet peeve, bad grammar. <laughs> That's no doubt our stouches on Twitter wouldn't have helped that because I'm all over the place there. Most common internet search, history, politics, guilty pleasure, power. Interesting. Been to Vegas, no bucket list, only yacht. If you could start a charity, what would it be? Build black blocks. There's going to be a story beyond that. Tattoos, no occupation, risk indemnification. One thing you'll never do again, Nikita Milton. I don't know. What's that? I don't know if that's a woman's name or a bourbon brand or something. Interesting. Would you survive the zombie apocalypse? Absolutely. Confident on that point. Three uplanders you chat with regularly, the Goldsmith, Lilyfield, and Peace Therein, Superpower, Telepathy. Interesting. So that's I Am God, I Am. Now, if you would like to get yourself involved or you know someone who the community might be interested in learning a bit more about, then send Mesme or any of the other dynamic, dynamic Node Builder members. Send them a DM and they'll hook you up. That brings us to the end of the show and some giveaways. Last week's challenge was to get yourself in the contest channel within the NBA server and let us know what you think about the temporary structure building opportunities. Did you or did you not get involved? Why or why not? Um, pretty mixed bag over there. Uh, Mesme, actually, speaking of Mesme, she kind of offered a different point of view, which I hadn't considered. So I was pretty harsh ragging on the whole thing. It didn't really interest me. Um, very interesting, very kind of positive to get other people's, uh, their own opinions and whatnot. So thanks, everybody that got involved. And, of course, everyone's name is going to roll on a list of all the entrants for a chance to win 
10,000 UPX and another entry into the 2024 end of year giveaway prize draws. Uh, assuming that Will and Ames, yes, me old donkey laptops hanging in there for one more show. It's all working pretty good. Let's see who's going to take that out. The 10,000 UPX goes to Maui. Congratulations, Maui. 10,000 UPX on the way for you. So that was last week's challenge. This week's challenge, of course, get yourself in the contest channel within the NBA server, link in the description. Are you concerned at all about the sudden seemingly web two direction that the Upland team has taken with these seasonal passes? Why or why not? Did you get your Fukibukuro on? And did you grab one or some? Why or why not? Let us know. As I said, well, just in this conversation alone, Swally's kind of, He's kind of turned me around the whole system. So who knows? You may have a completely different perspective, whether that be a glass half full, glass half empty one. Looking forward to seeing what you have to say. And again, your name will roll on a list of all the entrants, as I said. Um, so here we go. Might be 10,000 UPEX after fees. Um, might start giving away some more deco or something at some stage as well. Speaking of which, we've got our live participants wheel this week. It does look like the wheel of names is going to work and my curse is still working. So we'll give away a Samurai Aquatics Garden Bridge. So I'll pull that back up. Now, I don't think anybody else... Let me just check that before I do that. Anybody else sneak in? No, all good. So we'll get them out there. And I know we had Labans in, Swali, Ness. Broski's up super early and Brabant. So this is for a Summer Aquatics Red Garden Bridge. Goes to, oh, he's got himself another one. Swally Man, congratulations. And that brings us to the end of the show. I think we've covered it all. A reminder that if you are in a time zone that fits in with the Thursday night recording schedule of starting at 7 p.m. AEST and you'd like to get involved with your own very biased opinions, have at it. The link to the weekly Zoom will always be dropped in the NBA server about 15 minutes before the show starts. Of course, that invitation extends to all of the other um, podcast productions that I do. If you have an Upland NFT or Metaverse product service or event to promote, send me Ben68 at DM. And or get yourself in the NBA server. I will. I was just talking to a potential guest for the the other podcast I do, the interview series. Um, just been so flat out with in real life stuff, trying to get the house sorted out. Um, still got a whole bunch of stuff. I've, actually, I've worked tomorrow to get some stuff sorted out with that. Uh, next weekend, I've got the wife's birthday, so probably the weekend after that, I'll be looking to start up that interview podcast series again so if that was your bag if you enjoyed that hang out for another couple of weeks and we'll get it going that's all for this week enjoy whatever you got going on and we'll catch you later <laughs>